Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk, the podcast. So welcome back, guys. We did take a week off last week to kind of recuperate, um, but I have so many exciting guests coming up, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen and see what happens, because it's going to be really cool. But anyway, um, this week, my special guest is David Yontif from the hit podcast, um, Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you're not familiar with David or Behind the Velvet Rope, let me give you um, the scoop because uh, he's awesome and his podcast is very cool. So if you love reality TV or pop culture, David is your guy. And five days a week, every week, he interviews a different person. Um, so he's interviewed housewives, including Louie and Seps, um, Heather Thompson, um, Lisa Barlow. The list goes on and on. Honestly, I, I, it's hard to name them all um, in one breath because he's interviewed so many different people. Um, he interviews a lot of the people from the different Below Deck shows. Um, he's interviewed people from Vanderpump Rules. <sighs> The list goes on and on. Um, classic reality stars, people um, that have been huge in the pop culture world. Um, just honestly, uh, people from all over. But if you love reality TV and you love pop culture, you will love this podcast. So definitely check out Behind the Velvet Rope. It uh, A new episode comes out five days a week, um, every week. So uh, he has a lot of interviews uh, that you can listen to. <laughs> and if you need to catch up, definitely, you know, spend some time catching up on all his juicy interviews because they're super good. And um, his his podcast is very casual and fun. And honestly, I, I just love him and his podcast. And actually, listening to his podcast really uh, inspired me to start my own podcast. Um, so honestly, I can't thank David enough for the inspiration and for chatting with me and doing an interview with me. But besides this podcast, um, he actually was on a reality show a while ago, and you probably have heard of it, um, The Millionaire Matchmaker on Bravo with Patty Stinger. Um, He was one of the millionaires featured on one of the episodes, and um, that's where people probably have heard his name or may know him, but really his podcast uh, has been huge, especially within the last year that he started it. Um, Let me tell you. It has been mentioned all over the place. So it's been mentioned on Vanity Fair, The Today Show, People, TMZ, Page Six, OK Magazine, Us Weekly, Entertainment Tonight, The Wendy Williams Show, um, Radar Online, Bravo's Daily Dish, E. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Oh, my gosh. The Drew Barrymore Show. Like, he, his podcast has been talked about and featured all over and it constant it's constantly talked about um you that's probably where you heard of it um he's even interviewed jerry springer which is oh my gosh like i love jerry springer so he he has so many freaking interviews um i can't even tell you and i love them all (laughs) i listen to it all the time and honestly i was just looking and i need to catch up on some episodes (laughs) but So, um, but David and I got to chat. I will say, as you will probably hear in the episode, this chat um, was from a few weeks ago. And um, this episode was recorded before the Real Housewives of Dallas got canceled or got postponed or 
can for right now. Um, <laughs> so in the interview, we do talk about the Real Housewives of Dallas and his opinion on the show. Um, and at that time, we did not know that Real Housewives of Dallas would not be coming back to Bravo for 2022 for their season six. Um, so just keep that in mind. Also, I'm just going to say um, this interview, my allergies must have been really bad. I mean, let's see. I'm sure you all know allergy season is crazy. It's awful right now. But my voice was very hoarse, um, which it sometimes is, especially during allergy season. So forgive me. I'm sorry if it sounds awful <laughs> or it sounds like like I'm like dying, but no, I'm okay. I was just allergies. So anyway, um, but I loved interviewing David and honestly, he is so knowledgeable about everything reality TV. Like, honestly, I could talk to him for days, but anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with David Yontif from behind the velvet rope. I hope you guys enjoy. Well, thank you for doing this. I like so appreciate it. Well, I want to get to you and kind of um, chat about everything, you know, you had going on and what you have going on now because <laughs> you, you're such a busy man. So, um, but I want to start out with the millionaire matchmaker because that is where, um, you know, people kind of heard your name and I know people still talk about the episode, but um just curious. So why did you decide to do millionaire matchmaker all those years ago? That's a really good question. I mean, it kind of just came to me. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like I had to try out and fill out paperwork and all of that, but it kind of just came my way. And why is a good question. Not that I regret that experience at all. I mean, I really wasn't looking to date at that time, but I'm also the type of person that doesn't say no. I mean, that's how I run my business now. That's how I've run every business I've ever had. So I'm the type that if you put something in front of me, I usually can find, I'm really a glass half full type person. So I'm usually mm -hmm. the type that's like, I don't know what this could lead to. And so I don't really say no to much, which to your point, that's why I'm busy all the time. And that's why my podcast behind the velvet rope is five days a week now. So mm -hmm. uh, it's like looking back, I mean, I didn't really want to date anyone, but I'm not one to say no to an opportunity. So I said yes. And it was all great and fun. And then like you get there and you're like, oh yeah, this is a dating show. This is real. <laughs> like, I have to really go on a date now, which I knew it's not like, okay, I didn't know what the show was. But you just don't like sometimes I say yes to a lot of things and I don't really think it through. And you're just like, oh, God, now I have to actually go on a real date with a real person. So why I got involved is really, I think, just that it came my way. And I just don't like to say no to things. That's good. Hey, that's a good philosophy on life. I like that. Um, were you nervous about dating on TV? Because dating itself can be a crazy thing but dating on national television is a whole nother a whole nother can of worms <laughs> it is i mean i don't know if nervous was the right word but i was definitely cognizant of that when i chose who to go on the date with 
it was just this extra level of like, you want to choose the person that you kind of want to go on the date with the most, but then you're like, yeah, this is also a TV show and I have to factor that in. I mean, I don't think everybody factors that in, but I factor that in just because even though I didn't know an ounce of what I know now, as far as how reality TV works, I still, I think, knew more than most. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. really nervous. I was just cognizant of the fact that this is actually going to be a date on national TV too. And maybe that swayed my decision. I probably would have chosen the same person anyway, but it might've like swayed my decision a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. Um, now what did you think of Patty? Because obviously she is very tough and (laughs) she gives tough love. Um, but what did you think of her and working with her? I mean, look, she was tough. She is tough. Patty and I are still in contact. We lost contact for a bunch of years, but we have reconnected during the quarantine. I can honestly say we have come back together during the quarantine. Um, Mm. You know, not in a professional sense, but just in a sense of like being friends. Uh, Listen, she is tough love, but I have to say that is what I need. I am very much a type a personality i think just in life in general but i work all the time and i am very like type a and what's what am i trying to say like i make it happen work-wise so i will just work 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 and i get things done socially i'm not shy but like i am not one that invests time in dating so If left to my own devices, I just won't date. I'll just be like, well, that sounded like a great idea. And I met someone and now it's seven weeks later. Oh, whoops. I forgot to return a phone call. No ego Mm. or anything like that. I just, that's how I run my dating life. So I actually need and appreciate someone like Patty because it won't work for me any other way. If I have, if I had some passive person helping me out, I would have been like, just shut the fuck up, move aside. I don't got no time for this. Try speaking to Patty like that and you will be held up against a wall and whipped into shape within 30 seconds. So to be honest with you, Patty is tough, but I like that style. I like that style of a person just as far as friends and stuff too. I kind of need that, like be here at this time. This is what we're doing make it happen. Great. Like, just tell me where to be, what to do. And I will listen. So I appreciated that. Oh, that's good. And I'm glad I think Patty's been on your podcast, right? Like recently. She has. I mean, she's been on, I think, yeah, she's been on three times. She'll be on again. She'll be on again. I have another idea, which just came to me and she's like, okay, that sounds great. Yeah. We kind of just have this reconnected friendship that really, I have to say, like, grew out of her coming on my podcast and quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, now, do you speak to anyone else that either was on the show with you at that time that you met through that experience? Or, I mean, I know it was a long time ago, but still, um, do you, yeah, do you keep in touch with anyone? I don't keep in touch well, you know, it's funny. I didn't keep in touch with anyone. I'm just thinking. And since my podcast has become a thing that is out there in the media and has kind of become like a big show, somebody from that show 
contacted me and like we keep in touch via dm now i actually invited my date from the show on my podcast uh-huh i was like what a great idea i'm like let's talk about this experience from your point of view he wasn't not into it, but he wasn't interested in it. We just had Lala Kent. We've had the biggest housewives. We had Vicky and Countess. So I can get apparently everyone from Bravo on my show or all these big names. But the person that I went on a date with that millionaire matchmaker is playing hard to get to come on my podcast. And oh. then I got so busy and that was like nine months ago. And here we are. But I actually reached out to the person I went on a date with. And I'm like, this would be a great episode for people to hear from you. I mean, you can say whatever you want about me. I'm not going to bite. You can trash me right to my face on my podcast. Just be honest. And right. he was mulling it over, but we haven't actually solidified that yet. I don't think he was bowled over with the idea. He wasn't not interested, but he wasn't as excited about this idea as I was. Yes. I mean, yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Oh my gosh. I would love to listen to that, but I can't remember. Cause I haven't watched, I watched the episode like, I don't know, a few months back and I was like, Oh my gosh, there's David. <laughs> um, but um, I can't remember. So what like, was he more like, was he shy? Was he more like reserved? Is maybe that why he wasn't super excited? Or what was his personality like? He was shyer. Yeah, he was shyer. And just really not necessarily into reality TV, etc, cetera, mm. etc. Cetera. But he, I, I think he just didn't really understand the point of why he would come on. You know, and I'll do anything for the podcast. So I was all about it. Mm. Now, okay, if he didn't like, if he wasn't really big about reality TV, so why did he, I mean, why did he do this show to begin with? Was he like, maybe was he just really looking for love and he just decided to do it or... I believe that he probably did it like really looking for love, you know, and I think, you know, the producers really do reach, you know, listen, all of these producers for these shows, they really are good at what they do. Like they really scour the world to find people. It really is, you know, like I've had a lot of people from below deck on and just, you start to go down all these shows and they say, yeah, it was just a lot of people have the same story, not really with housewives because they ask for people, you know, to suggest other people. But if you talk to a lot of the below deck people, they'll say I was just minding my own business and I got like a DM on Instagram or, I mean, producers really sit there and just find people to reach out to. Right, right. Um, and actually the funny thing is, um, Vinny Potestivo that he said he casted you, um, he's a friend of mine and I had him on my podcast. Um, but I talked to him about you, um, because I knew he casted that show and he's like, yes, I knew David, I guess you guys had a mutual friend and she said you, you would be like perfect for the show. And that's kind of how it came about but yeah he like said such great things about you he's great listen i mean he Vinny is i mean i haven't talked to him in years like he's great at what he does and Mm -hmm. he you know yeah i mean really that's where it started for me like his i know he had like his own company at that time i don't know if he still has it but they 
they, you know, we, we did have a mutual friend and he's like, you'd be perfect. And, you know, that type of thing, like the more he started talking, I was like, okay, you know, you know what you're doing. If you think I'd be perfect for this, then why not? <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. that's like, I, I'm really easy going in life like that. Like if someone brings me an opportunity, I'm like, why not? But Vinny was great. I mean, you know, he really, I, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten the show if it wasn't him suggesting it. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now, I don't remember what year this was that you did it, but I believe it was before like social media was a huge thing, like Twitter, Instagram, where people were really like you saw people's comments or you get like DMs and stuff, right? It was before all of that was huge, right? It was. It was. Well, it was definitely before Instagram and Twitter. Facebook existed. Facebook existed. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So did you, I mean, I know now, obviously, with a podcast, you are very, like, you don't really care what people think. But at the time, did you, I guess since social media wasn't as huge, did you receive any, like, harsh comments from the show? Did you feel like um, maybe it didn't, portray you in the best light or what what was your experience after it aired i mean i feel like i definitely received harsh comments like listen i feel that well a couple of things i definitely received harsh comments mm. not all harsh comments like i feel like i got lots of love and lots of hate you know the world of instagram and twitter what it wasn't, what it is today. I think that for me, it was a definite evolution of, look, there are some people, because I asked this question to a lot of people, like I just had Lala Kent on and she said, literally, she said, I still care what Susie in Arkansas thinks about me. Or maybe she said, mm-hmm. Kansas. no offense to Arkansas or Kansas. For right. me, it's a total evolution in the sense that I did I don't know if care was the right word. I probably cared less than a lot of people, but I certainly cared. And it just, you know, I just think it's like anything in life that you just turn the corner and the more something becomes your norm, the more you just turn that corner and have a different perspective on it. So you are correct when you say, I do not care at all now what people say about me online. Yeah, there's certain comments. And I also don't clap back. I feel that if you are in the public eye of any sort and you care, you are going to drive yourself crazy and you gotta figure out a way to get over that. And it's a bunch of people that don't know you at all. And they're miserable. They are miserable. It has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the fact that that person is miserable in life. And when someone leaves you a negative comment, and this is true for everyone, everyone you've interviewed on Bravo, just everyone, something you are doing either on my podcast or on that show or something at that moment that I am doing is creating an insecurity in that person. And that's Mm. the same for every single person that receives online hate and that is completely about the person leaving the comment and not about you and 99.9% of the time now I will not clap back 1% of the time you just got me it's that day I got a few hours 
I'm feeling feisty and all the stuff from the past nine months, I am now going to unleash on you. And here I come. Normally I just ignore it. Literally, I would say four times a year at most, I will clap back at someone. Otherwise just ignore it. I usually just respond and say, thank you for listening to the behind the velvet Row podcast. And you would be surprised. Like you would think people would then come back and be like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you to fuck off. They don't. As soon as I say thank you for listening or have a great day, they usually back down and then they have something nice to say. I really just think certain people want to feel heard and validation. But at that time, yeah, it wasn't all positive. It was mixed. It was a lot of love and a lot of hate. And I, you know, I don't know. You just, I don't know when it happened, but well, even when I started my podcast, I still wasn't a hundred percent perfected. But now I can say I'm perfected in the sense that I, you know, and as far as comments go, I really just ignore most comments. They they don't bother me. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, and to be honest with you, you kind of want some hate. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have nothing but love, your friends are listening. If, my, if I'm all my comments on my podcast and the reviews were positive, and they really are mostly 95% positive, but if they were all positive, then that means like seven people are listening and they're all friends of mine. So mm. the, I have to say the bigger my podcast got, the more hateful comments I started seeing and I took that as a like good bring on the hate because this means we are growing our audience and this is why this is the whole point here right oh I like that I like how um you look at it that's a good way to look at it I will definitely think of that yeah that's also true um now speaking of your podcast um and how much you know now, especially about the reality TV world. So was it after Millionaire Matchmaker that really got you interested more into the world of television? Or how did that passion, I guess, begin? Well, I was always into reality TV. Mm -hmm. I was always into it. I mean, ever since The Simple Life, Laguna Beach... The Hills. I mean, right from the beginning, I was into it. Um, but, you know, I think after Millionaire Matchmaker, it listen, I mean, when you tell me that there's going to be a reality version of Desperate Housewives in the OC with Misha Barton, it's going to be called The Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm like, sign me up. So, you know, I was always a fan. And then the Housewives and Bravo just kind of took it to another level. Oh, yes. And you definitely. So do you with Bravo, what besides Housewives, what are some of your other favorite shows on Bravo that you just love that you binge watch that you're hooked on? Out of the current shows that are on now only like let's keep it current. Yeah. Or you can do classic. You can do both. Any any shows that you love. I would say for current stuff, I, and it, it does change a bit, you know? So I think besides Housewives, I still, I'm, I love Shaw's. I've always loved mm-hmm. Shaw's Sunset. I think it's one of the underrated shows of on Bravo. I think it's a great, great show. 
Below Deck has grown on me the whole franchise in the past, I would say, year and a half since I started my podcast. It's it's grown on me. But I think currently what's on that is not Housewives. Shaw's would be at the very top of that list. I'm just trying to think if there's anything I really like better than Shaw's that's not Housewives. From the past, I think the best show from the past that's not on, and I've had basically all of them on my show, is Ladies of London. I think Ladies Ooh. of London is better than almost every if not every Housewives franchise that's currently on the air now. Love Ladies of London from the past. Love the Rachel Zoe project. I just mm-hmm. had Tabitha Coffee on my podcast. Love Tabitha. Oh, yes, yes. Those are some of my <clears throat> jams from the past that I just love. Oh, and I think maybe a few of the princesses of Long Island are one of them I think you had on, right? Yes. And actually, speaking of which, I loved, loved New York City prep. But I also love Gossip Girl as a scripted show. Right, right. I never, I've never seen NYC prep, but I will have to. Oh, it's good. It is. Okay. And it was only on one season, right? It was just on for one season. Yes. Okay. Okay. I will have to check it out. I mean, I remember I watched like um, Gallery Girls. I watched that, um, and I know that people really like that show, um, even though it was only on one season. But, yeah, so there are a few. I think there are a few good classics that I wish would come back. And like you said, Ladies of London is one that I think a lot of people wish would come back. And, hey, you never know with how things are going now. You never know. Listen, anything is possible, right? Right, right. And with, you know, Peacock and streaming services now, I think, you know, no one ever thought Miami would come back and here we are. So (laughs) it should be interesting to see what happens for Miami. I have mixed feelings. You know, I'm excited, I guess, but I feel like it it could go one way or another, you know? Right, right. I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Um, now with Housewives. So um, I know it's probably hard to pick and, but what is your, which, um, city is your favorite? Well, I mean, I know this is a controversial statement at the moment, but New York is what I know. I live here. I understand right. how New Yorkers live. I understand why the women are single. So I just go back to New York. For me, it's New York. Right. And you've... You've made appearances on New York, right? Like, not like, you know, but you've been, we've seen you, and I know you've talked about it in the past. New York and New Jersey, yeah. I mean, I've been, listen, I know the New York girls. I know the New Jersey girls. And so I've been to things where, you know, you show up and they're like, oh, by the way, we're filming. And you're like, okay, well, that sounds fine. So I've been on New York and New Jersey, yeah, just from living here. Right. Now, what, you know, from one of those memories of being there while they were filming and being at an event and stuff, what is your favorite memory from that? Or what is an experience that you'll never forget? Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, I just like this year I went to a I went to a filming already for the new season coming up of Jersey. Oh, okay. 
which it was just, I mean, you know, this is out there, so I'm not really revealing anything, but like Margaret Josephs had a pride party and she invited Mm -hmm. to that and they were filming. And it was just one of those parties where the stars aligned and like, it was like such a fun night. It just, not even because of the housewives, it just was like, this party was insane. It was just like wild. Oh, that's good. Um, and then I think I think from your podcast you were at and I think you've talked about it, the um for New York, they there was like a was it Luann doing comedy? I can't remember, it was like stand up and I think you were there and maybe you were on the stage, I can't remember, but I remember you talking about it at one point. Yes, that was with me and Luann. Luann invited um, my podcast to be part of that. And we were there, like I was there. So that was a fun event. It was an interesting event. I don't really know. I think it was supposed to be for anti-bullying. It kind of turned into something else, but it was a fun event. Yes, and I think I re- I remember seeing you on the episode too, which was cool. And you know, you could see you, and it that was yeah, that was a really cool. And that was that season twelve. That was last season. That right? was last season. Yes, yes. Now, what are you? I know, like you said, it's controversial now, but what do you think of this season of New York? I don't really mind it as much as everybody else does. Like right. I don't really get it. Yeah. Um, I don't really get, I mean, listen, the ratings are as low as they ever have been. And I mean, they're really trying to figure out what to do. Mm hmm. Yes. Um, I mean, what is your opinion? What do you think? Um, if you, if you could pick a cast or, you know, change things or whatever, what would, what would you want for the future of New York? I mean, I don't think Ramona and I don't think Luann should go anywhere. I think, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I think Ebony is a great addition. I do. Yes. You know, I mean, (laughs) I really feel in a lot of ways, Ebony got the short end of the stick I mean, you know, coming like there's this is, as she says, her life's work. And I don't mind that. I mean, other people seem to. But I also think like no one is one dimensional. People have so many different sides. So can Ebony stay on Housewives and have a whole different edit and and just be fun and lighthearted? Sure. I'm sure there were plenty of moments this season where she was that, too. Again, I don't mind anything Ebony has done on the show, everyone else seems to. So if they were going to try to course correct that based on the public's opinion, I still think Ebony has so much to offer to this. So I think Ramona and Luann and Ebony should stay right where they are. Yes. And what is your opinion? Because I loved Leah last season. I know a lot of people now are like, they say they can't stand her and it's been like one of the people, some people think it's been like one of the, where they've turned on someone so quickly. I mean, I've seen it happen before, but people are saying that this one is like really bad. Like people can't stand Leah. Now, what is your opinion on that? 
I mean, listen, I just like authentic people. And if this is authentically Leah, I probably have no problem with her. Yeah, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I don't like people that act for the camera or try to be something that they're not. And I do think that she, I mean, I never would have said this at the beginning of the season, but I, I'm not so sure that she's guaranteed another season. I think that she, if she's not in jeopardy now, isn't going to have the long career she thought she was going to have. Yeah, yeah. And I, you, I think you've talked, you really liked her last season too, right? I think you talked about her. Maybe you hung out with her. I can't remember exactly, but I know you really were rooting for her as well, which I think a lot of people were. Yeah, I mean... And the public really has turned on her this season. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, now, <laughs> going on the other side, which is a Housewives franchise that you really don't care for? Or is, the, is there even one that you really don't care for? Do you really like them all? Because um, they're all so different, I think, in so many different ways. So it really is hard to pick like one that you really don't like or that you don't watch, especially if you're a huge fan. I mean, look, I I like them all. I think hopefully Dallas will come back with a vengeance and be great. I think Mm -hmm. Atlanta had an off season. Mm -hmm. So I like them all. I mean, Potomac is great this season. I think Salt Lake was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think... Um, I think a lot of the housewife shows have definitely, I mean, I think it ebbs and flows, obviously, but um, I think, you know, a lot of them have done pretty well. So, um, yeah. Um, Now, outside of Bravo, what other reality shows? I mean, I know originally you said like The Hills and Laguna Beach and stuff, but are there any other reality shows or reality franchises from other networks? that you're obsessed with or that you love? Well, I love Big Brother. I think on CBS, I think it's a great game. I think it's complex on so many levels. I love that. I still love The Hills, The Hills New Beginnings. No, it is not as great as the original, but it's still great. Yes, yes, I enjoyed that. (laughs) Um, Would you do Big Brother if, or did you ever audition or anything for Big Brother? I would absolutely do Big Brother 100%. And it has nothing to do with being on TV. The thought of playing the game mm-hmm. is just, I would love that. I mean, it's such a good game. Right. Yes, it's very, it's diff- It's a different, it's different, I think, than most reality shows. I like that. I, I love the celebrity um, version. That's what really... I I haven't really, I mean, I've watched like a little bit over the years of the regular game, which I'm sure it's very good, but I don't know. I've loved, I always loved the celebrity version. I hope they eventually do that again. I would love that. You know, I mean, maybe they'll do that in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, 
now I'm trying to think of what other shows. I know you have so many on your podcast. Um, oh, that's the thing. What who is who have been some of your favorite guests on your podcast so far? I mean, I know you have like so many episodes, so many different guests, but can you are there any that really stand out in your mind? Um uh, I mean, I well, from Housewives, I loved chatting with Luann. Yes. I mean, Luann <laughs> loved. I loved chatting with Ebony this season. I thought she was really, she's a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. We just had that sparring back and forth. I loved having Vicky and Tamara on. They didn't come on together, but just, you know, there's so much there that I love talking about. I was obsessed with Salt Lake, so I loved having on like Lisa Barlow and Meredith. A non-housewives, I had, I think Janice Dickinson is probably my favorite interview of all times, just because Janice Dickinson does not care. She slammed Gigi and Bella and Kendall and had so much to say as the world's first supermodel about the current models today. Janice just has so much going on. And I also, I mean, this week it came out, I love talking to Lala Ken from Vanderpump Rules. I loved Randall also. I love people that just are being honest with me and I feel like they're not censoring themselves and they're just giving me their honest, real opinion as if nobody's listening. Oh yeah. I like that too. Um, yeah, you did. You just had Lala. So very true. Um, is there any guests that you in a perfect world that you haven't had on yet, but you would love to have? I mean, I feel like it keeps changing. You know what I mean? If you Mm -hmm. asked me a year ago, I would have said Luann. I would have said Lala. So I keep getting guests that are on my list, which is always changing. I just think someone like Ramona, because she wouldn't sit still. Ramona wouldn't be nice. She wouldn't curb herself. She wouldn't sit still. She wouldn't want to answer the question. So I just think that would make for a funny podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, I know this was a while ago, but didn't your, you like had an issue with Ramona at one point, right? Or you like revealed something on social media with something? <laughs> yes, like in the past, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> in the Hamptons when her and she pushed Giselle out of the picture and that went viral. Yes, and, yes. <laughs> and I took that video. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, look, Ramona is these, everyone always asks me what each housewife is like in real life. I mean, and I always say like, they're like, you think they are. They are like on the TV. They really are. I mean, so Ramona's not the nicest person as as a human being in real life, but you kind of got to love her because she's real and she's herself, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's very true. Very true. Um, now, did she, has she talked to you about that incident since? Um, no. Um, one or two times she has, but we certainly don't bring it up anytime. Like, I haven't, she hasn't brought it up anytime recently. Let's put it that way. Yeah, maybe, maybe because it's been, been a while and she's, you know, it's kind of old news now, even though it's still out there and it's still talked about it. So <laughs> even Giselle yeah. kind of talked about it, not exactly, but like on Watch Women's Live, she talked about like um, recently, I think she talked about it. She wanted to like she would possibly date 
Mario to make her Ramona mad. So, I mean, it's still like, obviously it's still out there and still yeah. a very iconic moment. <laughs> still has a moment. Yeah. So things like that, that's just a gift that keeps giving. You got to be thrilled with that, you know? Right. And the other thing that I recently found out, that new Housewives book that recently came out, I saw your name and I haven't finished reading the book yet, but did you get interviewed for that book? I did. I got interviewed for it. I know Brian. I had Brian on my podcast. I haven't read it or seen it, but I have received a trillion DMs. I think every time someone gets to that point in the book, they have been following me on social media and then find my podcast. And they say they saw me in the book. And I'm like, thank you, Brian. This is great advertising. Never knew this was going to turn into a thing. So, But I did get interviewed for that book like a while ago. Okay, okay. And would you want to read it or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely, listen, it's on my list. I mean, mm -hmm. I mentioned in it, so I would like to read it. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I, I can't wait to read it. Yes, yes. Oh, and I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, the so far, what I've read, it, it's been, it was really good. So, um, yeah. Um. Yes, I, I, it'll be exciting for you to read it, especially because you're in it. But um, now going to former housewives, um, is how, which former housewife um, would you really want back? I mean, there's a bunch. I always think someone should come back when their story isn't done and their life has changed and I feel like we don't know who the person is so to me that would be like from New York like an Aviva Drescher like I don't know how mm. you throw a leg at Le Cirque and then that's the end of you so I would love like an Aviva Drescher back Jules Weinstein I mean didn't love her on the show but now it's like who is Jules Weinstein her life has changed so much I would love to know what's going on with her now. So I would say someone like that. I'm trying to think from like Beverly Hills. You have Taylor Armstrong who lives in the OC. Put her on the OC or bring her back to Beverly Hills. Taylor's life is completely different than it was back in the day. I go for people like that that I don't know and I got a glimpse of more than like the people like Jill Zarin, Dorinda. I don't need them back personally because it's the same thing. You're, you know what you're going to get. There's no mystery there. I like a, like Taylor Armstrong's life. I mean, she has a different husband. She went through a very abusive relationship. Like, who is Taylor now? Someone like that is who I turn to, and that's who I want back. Yes, okay. I like that. And um, I'm not going to lie. Love her or hate her. I personally love her. Leanne Locken makes great fucking TV. So throw Leanne back on Dallas. Oh, yes, for sure. A million thousand Sorry. <laughs> percent. <laughs> Sorry, Deandra, but that's my honest opinion. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You can still, I like Deandra too, but I think Leanne was always good. I mean, she was meant for the show. Um, I mean, I know what happened, obviously, you know, <clears throat> it was unfortunate and, you know, people really aren't happy with her, but I mean, she was great for the show and, Hey, everyone deserves, um, you know, another chance. So I, I hope eventually she can come back and, yeah. 
And her and Deandra were such good friends at the time. Uh, you know, forget I. You know, I hope there's there's some moving forward with that. But you know, we'll see. <laughs> totally. Yes. Now, for yourself, for the um, future, do you want to? I mean, I know you talked about like you would do Big Brother and stuff, but have there been any ideas that you know would you want to get into um, reality TV? Um, you know, in the future for yourself. Sure. Listen, I'm always open. Again, I'm just not the one who says no. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely be open to something down that avenue. Look, I mean, the podcast is going great and mm-hmm. it's a real business. And so, you know, whatever would be tied to that and could help grow that. Like, of course, you know, I'd be crazy to say no to anything, really. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, outside of the podcast or with the podcast, what do you have coming up? Anything exciting that you can share um, or any, you know, fun projects coming up that I've got um, a people- few, a few, you know, I've got some one in particular thing I'm working on that I can't really share now, but it's something that would be phenomenal if it happens. So okay. let's just keep our fingers triple crossed for that. And other than that, it's really, you know, I mean, I'm at the point where the podcast, look, it's five days a week. It's five interviews. It's a different interview every day, not just Bravo, anything pop culture related, lots of Bravo. So it's kind of at the point where that is running itself is definitely not the right word for it because it's a lot of work. But I focus so much on that that I... Just in the past week or two, I'm like, okay, this is where it needs to be. What else can I do, like on the side, or what else do I want to do with my life? And I have a few ideas in addition to this other thing that's kind of close to coming to fruition. I've recently had another couple other crazy ideas about a bunch of things. So look, I've got things going on, you know, but. I cannot emphasize five days a week is a lot of freaking work. And right. I love what I do. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's a lot of work. And so that's, I'm lucky to look, I'm lucky that my show has taken off and it's successful and people are coming on. So that's a lot of work. I mean, that really is my biggest struggle every day is time. There's no other struggle I have every day that is as stressful to me as time like just it, where did the time go today i have so much to do right of course um like you said you work very hard <clears throat> with the podcast i mean it is i mean you, like you said five days a week is a lot um you know but i'm glad I, I you seem like you really do enjoy it and it's really a passion of yours um, i think that's why people really do enjoy listening is because you're you're very you know you have a great personality and you enjoy what you do and you're very knowledgeable. So yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad that people like the show. I think that's very kind of you to say. I'm glad you like it as well. Yes, of course. Of course. Like I said, it, it, you know, inspired me to do this and, um, you know, your passion and stuff is really, it's really inspiring. So always, always love to listen to your podcast. And like you said, you have great guests and all of that so I'm excited to see where um the future for behind the velvet rope goes 
I'm sure there's so many exciting things. I'm glad that I could help inspire you on your show here. That's so nice to hear. Stuff like that makes it all worth it for me. It does. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes. Um, But anyway, again, thank you so much for doing this and taking a little time to chat. It was truly an honor. Um, And I just loved asking, you know, questions because, you know, your insight on everything, specifically with Bravo, but reality TV in general. I just always loved to hear from you and get your insight on everything. Anytime. (laughs) Um, If everyone wants to listen to my show, I always tell people if, if you've listened to this chat and you're annoyed by me, you should still listen to my show because it's not about me. It's about me getting the info for all of you. So behind the velvet rope. Anywhere podcasts are found five days a week. And on Instagram, it's at Behind Velvet Rope. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. And if you're listening and you're not sure if you should listen, definitely listen to his podcast because it is amazing and so juicy and so many great guests. So, yes. But again, thank you so much, David. Thank you. I'll come back anytime you want. You've been great. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I really that's that's made my day thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with david yontiff from behind the velvet rope podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it if you want more reality talk please follow our social media it's at reality talk podcast on instagram or you can follow my personal social media it's at jackson seth 35 on twitter and instagram and i will have david's um social media links in the episode description but definitely check out his podcast behind the velvet rope um it, like i said it's out five days a week new episodes um super juicy interviews definitely check him out but anyway thank you guys so so much for all of the love and support um and yeah i'll see you guys next week oh.